All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. Welcome to episode 415 of the KISS FAQ Podcast. Yeah, it's the usual crew back, so that should annoy at least one viewer. (laughs) Miserable, misery Me. guts. No, what is no. that? Who was that one fella who said, "Why do you always have the same people on every week?" I, oh yeah, because well, I think we actually enjoy talking we'll about Kiss yeah. together. Yeah. Sorry, so, I'm here. So, yeah, <laughs> me, me too. Let's just all, all fuck off and go back to our regular lives, and you know, not talk about Kiss for a week. Anyway, this week we've got uh, Mark Anthony K back. 69th Blizzard and St. Louis Kiss Lonnie. What's up? So, gentlemen, I hope you're all well. Um, We don't really have a topic this week. It was all going to be a little bit of randomness from the board, but I did want to give everyone a chance, now that you've had a week or so, just to listen to Donington to chime in Mm. on your thoughts on that, if you have any additional uh, to what we mentioned in the last episode. Mark, I think you do. Yes, I I do. Um, So I got the CD, okay? Uh, And from here on in, until, well, unless there's one that really tickles my fancy, I have the Tokyo, the first one on vinyl as well. Don't say Uh, tickle your fancy. Tickles my (laughs) fancy. Uh, uh, I'm going to continue to just get them on CD, mainly because of one thing, and I think Julian might have touched on this as well, is that it's just such a pain in the ass getting up after three songs, flipping aside, three songs, four songs, flipping aside, getting up. It, having the CD like this makes for a much more enjoyable listening experience of the whole thing, I find. Uh, but I do want to make one comment about this. The show I thought was fantastic. Probably the most accurate, realistic sounding concert I've heard of. None of this overdubbed uh, you know, stuff here and there, no correcting stuff like, you know, how they did in the old days where they put a modern Paul Stanley with a 75 recording sort of thing, you know. Uh, so th- it sounds really good. Uh, the only thing I wish these guys would have did is I wish they would have toured with a dedicated guy who did the sound recording of this, because while it sounds really good, there are some things in it that I find a little not annoying, but things that they could have fixed if they had a separate dedicated engineer that took care of the recording end of stuff. Leave the front of the house guy to do the front of the house sound and just feed the separate guy to a couple of ADATs or something, the the other end of the, the board, and he can do the recording of the sound separately. Because the drum set on this sounds good, but it you, you got to admit, it's all kick, a bit of snare drum, a bit of hi-hat, there's zero toms on this. When he does a tom roll, it's completely like, what is that? And cymbals, it's like, do, 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 do. Here comes a cymbal, no cymbal, just a duh. He's so such a light hitter on this tour. There, there's no cymbals on this. The only time you hear a full kit from this is when, it's, when he's by himself. God of Thunder at the beginning, the beginning of Strutter. But other than that, Peter Chris is sort of buried a bit in this, but there's a lot of kick drum. And with that kick and Gene's fantastic bass sound on this album, that makes for a fantastic low end on this album. Overall, the sound of this thing is 
fantastic. I don't care that their voices get a bit hoarse in a couple of songs. It's realistic and accurate to me. I don't care that, you know, there's a little blemish here and there. Fine. I don't care that we missed a do it. Paul's mic didn't work in that spot or something must have happened. I don't care about those kinds of things. Overall, the sound is great. I just wish they would have had somebody who did a separate dedicated mix of this to, to tape somehow so they could have remixed it a bit better. Because like I said, the drum set is there, but it there is no cymbals and there's hardly any toms at all on this. But overall, that is very minor. I think the set list is great. The performances is great. I'm glad they left everything in there, like the extended bits at the beginning for Black Diamond and all that stuff. I really, really, really enjoyed this album. I, I would give it honestly like a 10 out of 10. Just imagine if they had eight ats from yeah, every or show D88. on this tour. You know, yeah. I would actually say four ADATs chained mm-hmm. just to have all the mics from all of those things. I mean, there's definitely some miking issues. Or actually, it's not miking issues because the mics are present on Peter's drum solo, so it is a mix yeah. issue, as you, as yeah. you mentioned. Um, but but then again, like you say, he, he's a soft hitter during this, this tour. There is triggering involved in it. Oh, yeah. Um, which in conjunction with you know the mix does leave that side but i i find the backbeat very appealing and i'm even Mm -hmm. lazier than you i'm going straight off the hd digital so there's no tape flip there's no cd flip it is just straight from front to back it's the show screw flipping the the disc over six times for the lp or changing cds twice or even ripping it from cd and having the fade out, fade in, or fade, yeah, fade out, fade in, um, yeah. for for the for the CD change, um, you know, I'm I'm getting these live shows from HD tracks or Cubas or whatever. I, I can never remember the name of the one that I'm I'm using now, but it's legit in terms of uh, you know paying premium for it. But it, it's totally fun. And since that show came, um, you know, everyone's in, been enjoying it. I haven't seen any chart action on it yet, I, but I haven't been playing, paying attention this week. I've been really busy with shit. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I hope it makes the top 200. You know, obviously makes the Billboard just mm-hmm. because it's another Kiss album on the U.S. charts, which is always, you know, raise your fist and yell moment. Um, yeah. But while we were doing that and talking about it, Amazon UK put up a pre-order for the next one, Des Moines, mm-hmm. 1977. So I want to just go around the group and get your thoughts on that. It is November. It's a live two super kiss. It is not uh, rock and roll over at the beginning of the year because, of course, they were in Des Moines twice that year. It is not 2014 for people who are worried about that. Um, <laughs> we're you know, going to do two classic kiss lineups in a row one reunited one very much at the top of their game or near the top of their game Mm. because i think it is debatable (laughs) alive too whether that is still the top or that is coming down from the top um lonnie des moines thoughts um very exciting i and and very surprised i i didn't think they would dig this deep into their past considering what they had put out on the three previous releases, um, being 04, 01, 96, and then they jump all the way back to 77 and have another release with the classic original lineup. 
I was surprised. I, w- I really was. I was not expecting it. I was expecting something more of the early 90s, uh, maybe early 80s type of vibe, type, type of release. Um, but to go all the way back and not only is the original lineup, but it's like really kiss at their pinnacle. You could you could make the argument on the Alive 2 tour. They were never as big in America. I don't think they were ever as big in America except for maybe the reunion tour as they were um, on the Alive 2 tour. So to get that and that kind of set list with very, the Alive 2 tour very heavy on Destroyer, Rock and Roll Over, Love Gun, songs, um, is going to be really a, a lot of fun to, to get that and, and to hear that. Um, I, I, I was surprised and, and, and excited. It's like, you know, wow. I, I you know, was kind of thinking they might let us down a little bit, that they wouldn't keep this rolling the way they have. Because um, to echo what Mark said, I mean, Don- Donington's fantastic. It's just the perfect re- representation in my mind of what Kiss was in 1996. Um, warts and all, I'm glad it's not, you know, polished up. I'm glad it, it is what it is. And I'm I'm really excited to hear to hear Des Moines 77. I mean, it's we've been asking for this for a long time on like just on this show we've talked about things like this for the longest time like why don't they do that why don't they do that well they are so kiss fans you guys you know if someone gifts it to you through the internet for whatever reason still go out and buy it because the more you go out and buy it the more we're going to get releases like this and we've been asking for it for years so let's keep them coming yeah, you may not like every single one, but hell, you're a Kiss fan. Collect them all anyway. Yeah, it doesn't mean you have to it's listen. The name of the game. You know, Des Moines, November '79, uh, '77. Pardon me. Was only previously circulated as a really shitty audience recording, but it's a good performance. So I, I can't wait to hear it. Mark raises a good point about this soundboard, that soundboard, any soundboard. That it, it is down to you know what the, you know the mixes that night so there is a high degree of variability that comes even though something is called a soundboard you know that's clear in virginia beach that's clear for tokyo that's clear for donington that there is a difference in how it was mixed from the soundboard and what they captured it from versus having the ability to go back to a multi-track say like inner sanctum they did over fucking dubs for Inner Sanctum, they went into a studio, I think it was in Sydney, and actually fixed shit up for that before they left Australia. So, you know, it, it really, just because it's a soundboard doesn't mean that it is perfect. It really is capturing a performance and humans uh, performing. I only have one thing with this, and it's just to hope that they don't do to those drums what they did to the Love Gun so-called deluxe drums just leave them as is there are imperfections there are warts where they are honest they are very enjoyable because they are organic and they are part of the show ken your thoughts on des moines yeah i'm looking forward to that i was was surprised just like you know lonnie was um thinking that we maybe get 80s or you know or later um so i'm quite interested in and how that i'm looking forward to when they you know put out a sample of the first song right uh so we can get an idea of how 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 good it is i'm wondering how close it was that des moines show to the uh 
LA shows. I mean, I wonder if they were really recording more sound boards and things uh, in anticipation maybe for that alive um, to record uh, that sort of thing. I, I, I don't know, but um, it's interesting. They, they could have been kind of testing and, you know, doing a bunch of sound boards uh, on their, on the tour to maybe go back and listen to them and try to improve, uh, see what they can do to improve for when they do the, the real recording for like an LA forum and, and so on um, to capture for a live too. I'm wondering, you know, it's possible they did something like that. I don't know. <laughs> it's just an assumption. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm really interested in, in hearing it. I, I'm hoping it's going to be as good as, I guess this, you know, Donington sounds, which I haven't heard. You know, I've just heard the sample. I haven't gotten the vinyl yet, but uh, uh, yeah, I'm really interested in uh, that about it. You know, I'm glad they're going back to, you know, like you said, Super Kiss. Yeah, and think how great Largo 77 is. Largo is good. Obviously, yeah. that's a, a video, um, but the bootlegs of that that circulated prior to those tracks being prolonged off it for the you know the garbage deluxe you know really do sound good so if they're able to take it in and tweak it in the studio and give it release quality sonic fidelity then it's all good mark back to you back, back around circle to you yeah i mean I, I was surprised how quickly we already got information about this new one coming out uh 77 is an era that i i, I really liked um i had a couple of you know old VHS from the day, the Houston ones, night one and night two. And, you know, when other things leaked on the internet, I made sure I checked it out. Uh, I'm really anxious to hear this one as well for those same reasons about the Sonics. Uh, Peter Chris is still very much an aggressive hitter at this time. I think it's going to be much more uh, appealing sound-wise from that aspect of it, because I have a couple of uh, bootlegs on vinyl now, one is called Hydraulic Rock. I think it's 77 from San Francisco, uh, that one that was out, and it's on vinyl. It sounds really good. I think it's a radio broadcast or a soundboard. But uh, that performance is really good, and I think it's probably similar set list to this one here for the Des Moines, which is very, uh, you know, the Love Gun stuff and, you know, all the usual standards of that time period. Uh, I, I love the sound of the band then. Gene has already like perfected that super distorted growly bass sound that he had for that time period and uh, the drum set is really lively and very echoey and very in your face and uh the the main thing i'm curious about in this is how they're going to approach the guitars because for donnington paul was pretty decently in the mix what i found in the old days is that the sound was very much a lot of Gene, a lot of Ace, and Paul sort of in the middle a little bit, back down, mainly because he's doing all those, yeah, you know, he's dancing around and he's putting the guitar all over, swinging and posing. And so I don't think that they put him up as loud because, you know, the guitar could be a little suspect maybe in parts when he does that. So uh, I'm curious how they're going to do that because I guarantee you they didn't bring a, a two-track machine with them, I don't think, on tour for this. This is probably direct to cassette off the board, and then they're just doing a, a re, uh, you know, slap it in Pro Tools and refix it up as much as possible to get a good sound of it. But 
I'm not worried about that because I heard some fantastic soundboards like that that were direct from the board, just, you know, two-track mix like that. And it's, and I think this could be one of them. I, I'm hoping it is. Maybe this is why they picked this particular show. So, again, please leave in all this stuff, all the little chat bits and stuff like that. And I'm curious to hear Beth because, I mean, that's one thing that was missing, I guess, from Donington. I don't know if they actually did Beth and Donington. Maybe they didn't. No, they but didn't. It, no. So it, it's, it, it'll be curious to hear that performance because since it's coming right from the board you can hear the uh you know the pre-recorded symphony a bit better and stuff like that so it, it's it's going to be interesting to hear how these performances relate and compare to some of the other ones that we have already I, i'm looking forward to it yeah one of the things that they did with donington obviously as a brit i love the logo on the front of the packaging because mm. it represents my country so i i you guys are, well, two of you are American. You understand patriotism. It's nice to see that Union flag on a on a KISS thing, especially with some of the stories I told you about the boycotts against me when I had uh, that done for my website way back when. But <laughs> some of these ads for the Alive 2 tour were the most spectacular. The show of shows was shouted out loud as an important part of it. The gatefold was integrated into those ads um, in black and white. So I hope they're able to riff on that on the cover and to give it, you know, really that feel of this is the show of shows. This is that tour. I mean, obviously the soundboards, you, you know, you guys have mentioned San Francisco. I don't think that's a soundboard. I think that's a really good audience. I think that one's one that is hotly contested in terms of how it was sourced. Um, I, I don't know off the top of my head. Tarrant, Fort Worth, those ones surfaced a few years ago. The the most recent ones from the ta the very last shows of the uh, Love Gun Tour are absolutely spectacular, and they're raw and they're imperfect, and you can combine them, I think, to make a single show. I've heard some alive too shows that are spectacular bore tapes um that don't circulate and some that are god awful so i mm. hope this one does justice to that tour into what it is in our minds mm. that i you know that i hope it's as bombastic because this is the tour that they recreated for the reunion so it makes sense and this has been on the release uh, schedule for a while uh, i knew this one was coming but i didn't remember where it fit in terms of the sequence uh, mm -hmm. amongst the, the the list of perspective shows and i say perspective because until it's officially announced all bets are off so i think it's exciting i think it's good i think it's positive and you know obviously it's not like january 77 so it's a it's kind of a bummer that you don't get a soundboard of take me but maybe that leaves, you know, there's still hope for a rock and roll party in Tokyo at some point, since hopefully they've got those multi-tracks from Eddie Kramer, the, the various versions. So I, I think if we're patient, we should get all those itches scratched in an appropriate way, which will be cool. It's all good. Hey, next one in the pipeline. Well, the next few are in the pipeline, hopefully. So wait, wait and see what happens. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's go into, well, Gene and Paul, and I guess the other guys. Australian 60 Minutes TV broadcast. That was up on YouTube pretty quickly as well. Um, Mark. What was that? It's okay. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, <laughs> you know, what were you guys' thoughts on this one? I mean, I was expecting the same old, same old. Lonnie, 60 Minutes, yeah. you have a chance to watch? I did. Um, it was different. It, it, 
I, I enjoyed the fact that they were talking to them, to Gene and Paul together, and then just kind of razzing on one another, um, as opposed to the separate interviews. Um, just to hear them like just kind of trade lines off back and forth and really show how it, at least it came off like they're getting old, like they're like they're really getting along at this stage in their career. Because you know we've we've seen some awkward um, interviews when the two of them are together, um, and they and they don't come off well. We've seen like that that revenge outtake, run revenge era, and they kind of go off on one another when, when the tapes stop rolling. And um, it, it it was it was different. You know, it wasn't revealing, or you know, they didn't kind of they didn't give us any kind of new information or anything like that. But it was, you know, it it was decent. You know, it, it was. Better than I, I thought it was going to be, but it was it was really cool like to see them just together and showcase how their relationship is at this this stage in their career. Weren't they like a couple of brothers? Yeah, right. Just you know that kind of relaxed brotherly banter that goes on. You you bust each other's balls. I, I think one of the things I like the most in it is when Paul Stanley does a Gene Simmons line and kind of flirts with the female presenter, and then it goes to that statue that's face palming in, in Paris or, or, or whatever that was. I thought that was awesome. Talk about flipping the script a little bit and having Paul playing the role of Gene for a change just made it really interesting no there was nothing new and revealing whatsoever other than they both seem very comfortable where they are at this point and that as a kiss fan made me happy to see those guys who've been part of my life for so long just letting the banter roll joking with each other kind of prodding and poking each other good-naturedly and there there were there were no like hairs getting raised on the back of my neck with body language from either of them saying oh paul's getting pissed at that or gene doesn't like that there was none of that you know so respect to 60 minutes for it's a fluff piece without any doubt mm -hmm. um but it was entertaining fluff and and that's all i all i want out of kiss at this time i don't want the drama ken yeah, it was good. Uh, yeah, like I said, nothing. There's nothing new. Um, um, I I did like the fact that they didn't come across as they they normally do, where they're trying to you know it's always sell, 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 selling something. Um, but they really, really weren't pushing pushing that um, in this. Um, I, I did like the uh, the woman interviewing, and she at uh, one point said about the or. I mean, Paul said something about the, you know, the, to Jean about the crazy uncle, and she, and then she said, "Oh, you're both actually both of you are like crazy uncles," and I thought that was kind of funny. Um, but uh, yeah, um, and you know, Mark showing the, you know, the makeup, Jean putting on makeup, it's kind of interesting. You know, it's always we've seen it before, kind of stuff, but I think a lot of people haven't seen them putting on the makeup and the sort of thing that they. They do. They probably a lot of people don't know that they put on their own makeup. Um, but yeah, there's really nothing new revealing. But yeah, the the relaxed nature of them, uh, the brotherly kind of thing going on between them, um, is really to me, you know, a, a positive thing. Um, you know, at this juncture, it's 
it's just, it's, just, it's gone. You know, I don't think if they didn't get along at all, I don't think it would have made it this far in the first place. You know, it would have ended, you know, many, many, many years ago. So, but, you know, it's, it's a nice little piece. At this juncture, I'll do Ace and so on and so forth. <laughs> I listen to Ace too much. <laughs> ah, uh, Mark. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, I did watch it too. Uh, it was a it was a it was a nice piece. Uh, yeah, again, all the things that you guys said, I'm I'll probably echo. Uh, it was nice to see them in a comfortable setting, uh, chatting about it. I I am grateful that you know while they did do a little bit of hitting on, uh, it wasn't the creepy like old man one where you kind of like oh god what are they doing like kind of hitting on them bit. But it's you know look. You can't change a, a leopard's spots, right? So they're always going to be a little bit of that going on with Gene and with Paul too. But it was it was still, you know, there was an element of you know still professionalism to it still, uh, and you know a lot of it was you know encouraging, I would say, because like you said, it, it seems like they're happy to be in each other's presence. They don't look like they want to rip each other's throats out, and which only can mean that the rest of the tour should go relatively smoothly. Fingers crossed, nobody gets sick or anything. And just, you know, let's get this, let's get this tour done because while they haven't announced the final show yet, I don't think, you know, the, the further along this tour they get and get these dates knocked off, I think the quicker they might start thinking about that. And, you know, the next big anticipated thing will be on the horizon. Right. Yeah. So you kind of uh, talk, talked about a leopard and uh, spots changing, which is a nice segue into the Three Sides <laughs> episode this week where they had mentioned that they had tried to get folks involved in organizing the Creatures Fest on the show to talk about things afterwards. And they said NDAs had been signed and they weren't able to talk about things. You know, just since none of us went there, let's go there. Lonnie, okay. does it matter a fucking damn whether NDAs were signed in regards to Mr. Vincent and the Creatures Fest? And what's your take on it? You know, I I, I think that's a major cop-out, honestly. You know, just be honest with the fans. You know, be honest with the people who pay. I mean, I, I, I didn't pay anybody to go there. But be honest with the people who did pay to go there. And, and to to fly in from all over the country or, or, the, or the world for that matter to be there for this just be honest and say i don't i don't cares just tell us what really happened tell us was was this ever going to be was were certain things ever really going to be a reality or, or or tell us when did certain things that were advertised become not a reality like, hmm, that's just what we promise is not going to happen and we're not going to tell people because we don't want to start going down the refund train or whatever. You know, like, at what point did you know certain things? You know, I, I just be, be honest with the people that are paying you. Because here, the, the people who put this on, they didn't, they didn't lose money by putting this on. And I don't think they did it all for so they could break even either so just be honest be a good person and be honest that's all that's my take on it. 
I'm glad we're going to talk about magic shortly. Um, Ken. Yeah, speaking about being honest. <laughs> <laughs> You're muted, Ken. I needed to sign the disclosure thing first. But wait a minute. Um, <laughs> the non-disclosure. Um, uh, so, I mean, what, what is there to protect here uh, in this non-disclosure agreement i mean if it's a, it's for Vinny, there's nothing to disclose the if you want to disclose anything that you know he, he's become a you know a well become a fraud right so uh it's a lot of promises always and, and always something whenever it's related to Vinny, it's something it it always seems to change um uh, you know, I, I don't know what they cannot disclose about the show itself or when, uh, you know, they're planned one thing and then maybe something happened with Vinny and then he he started changing the uh, at the last minute what he was going to do or not do or and, and so on. Who, who knows? But it's just it's just. You know, you can still disclose stuff without getting too detailed, but you can, you know, beat around the bush and and say something, and we'll understand it, okay? Um, but uh, it's yeah, like like I said, it is a cop, kind of a you know a cop out. Uh, I agree with that. Um, they just don't want to say, I think, and maybe there was no no disclosure, non disclosure, and it's just a it's just an excuse, a story, so. I, I don't know. It's just kind of whole thing's ridiculous. I don't know. To me, non-disclosure requests come into a question of personal integrity. I've operated under non-disclosure agreements, verbal. I've operated under them in writing. I have, you know, in, in my professional life, I deal with business trade secrets and often get advanced looks of things where... You simply don't talk about them or even hint on fucking podcasts to make yourself seem important. Um, but you have to ask yourself, why are you being asked to sign a non-disclosure agreement? And that's where personal ethics come into the equation for me. It's all, again, it's a, a very individual choice. And I have opted not to um, in some cases where I felt my integrity was going to be stretched to the point of, well, frankly, broken for the benefit of the person requesting for the non-disclosure agreement. And I was not willing to do that. So is there a non-disclosure agreement or not? I don't know. I heard a long time ago that person involved in the band had been sacked, you know, when there was, you know, an effort to put together a live performance. And I heard that third or fourth hand or fifth hand. It, it, it doesn't matter. So... I think it's a sad state of affairs that you can't talk about the challenges organized. And I hope clearly Bruce Kulick wasn't under NDA when he was talking about what an insane and surreal evening that was the night before, or how they didn't know there was going to be a drum machine until an hour before the performance, or how Vinny yeah. was going to be perched atop a tank doing his uh, pyro messiah thing so I, I think it's sad i agree it's a cop out but i also think that 
no one really needs Vinnie Vincent drama to be explained to them because since 2018 and even going back to the 1980s there is nothing but a long trail of breadcrumbs of drama and changed <laughs> promises and um, stretched truths shall we say depending on the perspectives of those who have told the stories and again that that's all hearsay so completely inadmissible Mark uh, are you going to put me under NDA for the next time we're going to talk about uh, you and the Lower Third <clears throat> Collective, or w will I be free to discuss your music? You're always free to discuss my music, Julian, anytime you want. <clears throat> but, you know, this whole NDA thing kind of made me laugh a bit because I can understand maybe signing, <clears throat> excuse me, I can understand maybe signing one where you're not allowed to talk to it prior to an event. You know, that that maybe I can understand because... You want to keep it a surprise, maybe something, or you you don't want to have certain things come out of the woodwork that might make people change their mind about going to an event, right? So I can understand the NDA then, right? But now, after everything's said and done, I mean, most things that, that were a surprise were already, have already been talked about a zillion times on boards and web uh, podcasts and all kinds of things. So really, what is there left to talk about that's some big surprise that they can't talk about? I, I think that this whole thing is just one of those situations. I could be totally wrong. I don't know. But I, I'm thinking here that they just don't want to come out and confess how much of this complete chaos that happened they knew about beforehand because then people will start going, well, what the fuck, dude? Why didn't you warn us that there wasn't going to be a band if you already knew a day or two beforehand? You know, then I wouldn't have waited two hours in line to see that if I knew. It's that kind of thing I think that people are trying to avoid. And, you know, that's frankly, you know, still a cop out because it's already been done. You can come out and clearly admit that that happened without any kind of real repercussion. I mean, really, what's Vinny going to do now? I mean, his his big thing was, you know, he didn't want anybody to film anything. He didn't want anybody to record anything. But guess what, Vinny? It happened, and it's all over the Internet. What's what's he going to do? Find every one of these individuals and sue them now? I, I highly doubt that's going to happen. So I just think it's ridiculous. I think that they could have came out and clarified a lot of things that people want to know. I guarantee the first thing people would want to know is what happened to the band and why didn't, why didn't they play with Vinny? I think that's the number one thing people would probably have asked for them to clear up, you know? And what's what's wrong with clearing that up now? It's over and done with. It's not going to make any difference now. I want to know why baseball is five hundred bucks to sign. Or the, there you go. Or how long? How how early did they know this ridiculous sort of pricing system was going to happen? You know, because maybe if he knew before it even started that that was going to happen. No, it you know, was it was written out with biro and hotel paper. <laughs> uh, that seems to be pretty. Well, actually, you never know. Uh, but that kind of uh, suggests that it, it was... Uh, it seemed like that was off the cuff. Yeah. There, baseball, I don't know, 500. They just kind of just spitballing what they're going to charge. Yeah. Yeah, 1000 bucks. That sounds good. Gene Simmons gets that. Uh, all right. So, uh, Lonnie, I, I triggered you. I said magic. And there was a thread this week. And I, I've, locked it all. I've already locked it on the FAQ because these things always end up with personal threats towards the person involved. And I simply cannot have that. And neither mm -hmm. am I going to babysit and clean out the threads. So that's why I lock them. Uh, so none of you are going to make any sort of threats like that on, on this show, I know. But 
the thread was, at this point, could magic possibly have anything that we haven't seen? Taking into account everything that has kind of leaked since that project was announced. And tons of photo sets have come out. So uh, obviously there's a sieve involved. Lonnie, what are your thoughts? Well, could, could magic possibly have anything we haven't seen? Well, first of all, we would have to see the book or see some actual pages of the book to to know um what it would be comprised of so i i i mean we're we're we did that episode with him julian what was that 2015 that we did that episode oh, originally I, I don't that's so long ago i think it was 2015 that he came on the show and told us about the book and what he was going to and how it was going to have all these pictures that no one has ever seen before. It was going to document every day in the life of the band from 74 to 82. And like you said, so much has come out since then. And I don't how I, I it's hard for me to wrap my head around that that was 2015 and we're approaching midway through 2022. And we've seen some we've seen I, I almost nothing since then and 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 but but people ah there it is but people have you know hey, I thought the, I got same rid of hat. the same damn hat <laughs> you know but but people have but people have you know bought in literally bought in to the to the GoFundMe for this and what year was that <laughs> Yeah, Mark. I, th that? I thought I deleted his episodes. What episode what? was that, Mark? That oh. is, I'll tell you in one second. It is episode 187. Really? Finally, the magic is back. Oh, oh that, that was the that, second episode. Yeah, that, that that was number two. Yeah, that yeah. was the second time you had him on. Yeah, oh, shit okay. show. Talking about taking a dump. Oh, here we go. Episode 23. Magic say it was early. Yeah, it was early. God, oh, I'm almost go. I'm almost afraid to put anyone on the show. Twenty three project. <laughs> but it's midway through twenty twenty two. And we have nothing and, and he did and we have nothing, but he has everyone's money. Oh shit, Lonnie was on there. I, I was on the I was on with you. I was I was, I was in L oh, I was God, in LA at the time. Same hat again. There you go. Same hat again. Okay. Buy a new hat, will you? No, I like this one. Is that, I never, I never wear it when I do the show. Um, Ken, you know, when we talk about magic and Dubai, I just thought I'd throw that in there gratuitously. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Dubai, oh, magic. Yeah. Well, magic, yeah, uh, I know. Yeah, I've you know I I was very optimistic for the the longest of time that it's it was gonna happen, uh, but it, you know I think this last year I just I mean <laughs> after all these years I this last year I just you know I yeah I'm just you know realize this. I'm not probably I'm never gonna see it. Um. And or if, to buy, if to buy or magic, yeah, which one? Well, you? maybe both. 
I'm never gonna. I, I, it may be perfectly true. Yeah, both of them. Um, it's it's just. Uh, I I just don't get it. Uh, well, the magic thing is is gone so so long that I just. You know, it's like you can just throw your hands up in the air. Um, Dubai has that slight chance, I think, uh, of getting <laughs> something or a refund, <laughs> partially refund, if if Doc is at all involved, um, possibly. Uh, but yeah, I, it's not looking good. The longer it goes on, and as with magic, the longer these things go on, the the more it's like, yeah, we got we got stiffed uh, on on this stuff, and unfortunately, you know, forked out a bunch of money um, that could have been spent, what we know, better elsewhere, I guess. On kiss. <laughs> on on a real kiss, uh, licensed item or whatever, um, or concert, you know, even for that matter. So, yeah, it's 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 disappointing. I, I'm just. Yeah, I'm just tired of it. It's just uh, really disappointing that uh, it seems that we take, you know, we're we're taking advantage of the fans. Kiss fans are taking advantage of, and 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 people don't seem to care, you know, that that, that you know that these people have you know spent money, you know, well earned money, and and then and then just don't, don't give a crap, you know. It's, it's it's sad. Yeah, yeah. So you actually you received a product this week that you purchased off the internet. You you spent your money, oh, yeah. and it was sent to you from Germany. Yeah, all the way from Germany. Shameless. Yeah. New um, CD, fantastic great. cover of Love Is Blind on there. Um, Bruce is on singer. five, four, four. I think he's on four songs. Bruce, Bruce Kulik, even, um, and some other special guests. You know. It's it's very good. I mean, you order it, <laughs> comes from even another country, and they they, they give you what they promise. Um, yeah, sure, it's not you know, uh, hundred fifty dollars, but still, if you're going to advertise and and put it out there, and you're going to take people's money, you need to you need to you know, come back and you know you need to give them what they paid for or give them a refund or give them something else that's equal value equal to value yes so that they agree you know, to yeah the, yeah this exactly sending a random show. well don't be <laughs> don't be dishonest uh and say uh, or like in dubai you know fashion oh it's it's the band the band needs to approve the, the band we still wait on the band well you've been waiting on the band for a year and a half the same the same message right oh yeah the ships are stuck out in the ocean you know we can't get the, car- <laughs> the cargo isn't uh oh yeah it's covid you know um yeah sh- show me the order forms that show that you <laughs> or- placed orders for all of that fucking merch because yeah they did, show the did, hat right they yeah where, where's your hat. order for the lp anything. yeah anyone could be a prototype it could be a prototype whatever or if they just made up let's just put this ad out here see you know put the dubai letters you know scribe dubai on it and the other i see we're gonna give you something uh yeah i haven't seen it so 
Even and the other thing with Dubai, sorry, I'm just gonna go on now because the the other stuff about uh, the Blu-ray and stuff, they they and the the movie showing, right? Well, we can't do anything because we the, we can't release the merchandise until this movie appears in you know in the movie theater. I'm like, that's that's a bunch of bullshit, you know. Sorry, excuse my language. I don't try to swear. Can how but, can. Uh, <laughs> Wow. So, so you got to throw up some money in the jar. Uh, but yeah, come on. It, you don't have to wait until that to send people the sticks or hats, the posters, the whatever, all the other things. I can understand. Yeah, maybe you have to release the Blu-ray until the movie. Appears. Maybe. Uh, whatever. You know, it's, it's just a joke at this point. Um, they're as mm-hmm. bad. Dubai, you know, equals magic kind of thing right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually, well, I, I did download a copy of that uh, cut. You know, I'm almost tempted to rent the local cinema for a day and uh, show it in the cinema and say, all right, it's been shown in the cinema. <laughs> you know? Kiss FAQ showing, special showing, and we can all just go there and, you know, watch. Yeah. You know, here, here's the bad thing about that. And you know, I bet the band got paid. I'm sure the band got paid for their that performance that they did in oh, Dubai. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm sure Kiss got their money, and I'm not and, and, and I'm not trying to say anything bad about the band, but I'm I'm sure Kiss got paid, and the fans paid for their merchandise. If I don't know if we really if we really cared, I mean, and they're aware of this. Don't 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 kid yourself that they don't know about this. And I know that we can say it's not the band's fault and it's, that it's the other company's fault, but the band the band got paid, and the fans paid for something. And I, but mm-hmm. make it right. <coughs> after make a while, they, right. after a while, they have to they have to you know take a bit of responsibility for it. It is their band that you know is being talked about in this negative light. They can say all they want that they don't have anything directly to do with it. But at the end of the day, pe- most people don't give a shit. They just know that they didn't get their KISS stuff. They didn't get their KISS product. Yeah, they, they, they didn't get their stuff from said company. They didn't that get I their KISS, KISS stuff. Online, that I yeah, purchased exactly. KISS on KISS Online, their, their website. <laughs> I like Ken's rec- recommendation, the five Ds. Dubai, Des Moines, Donington, Dumbasses, and what was the other one? Muted. You're muted. Come on, Ken. That kills isn't the punchline. You're better than that. These Donington disclosures. Oh, disclosures. Dubai and dumbasses. Yeah, <laughs> those are the five Ds. That's the name of this episode. Yeah, so we've lost Mark uh, for right now. Um, I, I think my final thought on this is, someone posted on the FAQ that they'd received a refund for Dubai this week by fighting with their credit card company and providing mm. them all the documentation. Yeah. So on a positive note, that's one more refund possible. Than, than a magic purchase has received wow. this week. So <laughs> um, this week is also the 40th anniversary of Kiss Killers. 
Now, some people say it's the 15th. Others say that it was the 18th. I think it was the 18th that was listed in Kerrang. Uh, it doesn't matter. I want to read you Melody Maker's review of Kiss Killers. The once, the worst bunch of old garbage they've ever heaped upon the rubbish-strewn ears of the fans. Wow. You could almost be talking about Dubai. Kiss Killers of 40. Lonnie, how's it aged? Um, Not bad. Pretty good. I like those four songs off Killers. They're they're um they're better than a lot of what they had released for several years up until that point you know um they were they were they were trying to get back to their more um rock type sound and it was a good step in that direction before creatures came out um you know and it's and it's a good greatest package as well so I think I think it's aged fine for what it is. Can you hear me? We yeah, can. We, we can hear okay. you. You're, you're Welcome back. You, you dropped off, so now everyone's names are in the wrong space for this yeah, episode. Yeah, we kind of kind of played like a little musical chairs. It's okay. Um, oh, good. But I, I think it's aged fine for what it is. A greatest hits with, with with four with four tracks that that are that were better than you know most stuff that was off of Unmasked or The Elder or you know, but I, I think it's aged quite well. I'm sorry, what am I missing here now? Elder, I mean, killer, killers, killers at forty. Killers at forty. Oh, okay. How 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 well is it aged? Ken, I hope you weren't trying <coughs> to dig out that nice bit of German vinyl to rub salt in my wounds, since I was the one who got a damaged copy. I was trying to find it. Uh, you lost I, it. I put it. It's somewhere <laughs> in here. A mix of vinyl. You sold it on Discogs for $800, like all the other people seem to do with these uh, limited edition releases. Mark, so Kiss Killer is at 40. Thoughts on it? Um, it was one of those records, actually, that I remember buying very early in my uh, Kiss fandom. Uh, I remember seeing it at the local record store, and I was immediately taken by that odd cover, you know, with the kind of pink with the brown and all that. And I was like, oh, what is this? And... I remember seeing on the back that it was a import record. So I was like, right away, ooh, an import. Okay. So I went and bought it. And uh, for years, I, I just listened to it and thought it was great. And never really realized because I was so new still to Kiss that they were, you know, those first four songs were not in any kind of studio album at that time and stuff like that. So all this stuff came a lot later. Uh, but I thought, I thought it's aged okay. I mean, those four songs are probably the reason to have it. Uh, you know the the versions of the other songs and they're not terrible it's not like they did a total complete you know butchering job like they did on smashes thrashes with some of them but you know it, it, it's okay i i i don't mind that record i've i have it on cd and i have it in vinyl i got the reissued one i got all kinds of different versions like those weird like uh casablanca like red label ones from france and stuff like that like i i really collected a lot of pressings of the killer's record uh, over the years because I, I i did enjoy it i mean like i said it has more connection to me because of how early on in my collecting i got that record so it's as a soft spot in my heart for that and it's the same story for me 
you know, I remember getting it at the Oakdale Mall in uh, Johnson City, New York, and it was my first PSI cassette, Polygram Special Imports. They put a sticker on the back of these things when they'd get into channels in the U.S., and I was so new mm -hmm. back then, I didn't know where it fit in in terms of its continuity. I liked the cover. I didn't know the context of it at that point, and ignorance is bliss at this point mm -hmm. in my KISS fandom because everything was new, and I knew nothing. So... To this day, I hear those first chords of I'm a legend tonight, and I, I go back in time and have a happy feeling. I don't remember anything else about it. It's just those first notes of it. I thought those were four really good songs. I didn't understand at that point why it was mixed in with all this other stuff in the catalog, only that it had four songs. I think uh, Kerrang's review was uh, this would have made a really good EP, which is absolutely correct. And mm -hmm. I, I guess that's one of, the, of those things I wish they'd still do on a fantasy basis for Record Store Day is do a killer's EP with just mm -hmm. those four songs since they've done an absolutely gorgeous uh, German pressing on that. Um, who haven't I talked to on that? Yes, me. Yeah, yeah you. <laughs> you. you. <laughs> uh, I couldn't find the vinyl, but anyway, um, the yeah, I mean, when I got it, uh, I think we found it. Uh, my friend found it actually, uh, Brass Butens, uh, you know, local place here. Um, I remember seeing it in like Kerrang or something like that. It's like, where, what the hell is that? You know, where that, where, where is that? You know, because I'm not seeing it at Tower Records or whatever. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I did finally get it, and then um, the four new songs was a you know a surprise. It was very cool to have some you know new Kiss music um, after after the Elder. It was like, oh okay, they're you know it's back to rocking. I found it interesting though the sound of it. Those songs though didn't they sounded to me uh, while they were good uh, sounded like unfinished in a way. Uh, the production. Um, like they, you know, put it out, kind of recorded them and put it out quick. Rushed. A little bit rushed, yeah, yeah. Not fully... Realized? Know, realized, maybe. Um, but, you know, close enough. Um, they were still good. And the other thing I remember is like, oh, like, no Gene songs? What the hell? Come on. At least give me one new Gene song, you know. But uh, otherwise, uh, yeah, it was really cool to, to get something new and uh, at least new music and then throwing some of the hits or, you know, the classic songs on there um, was was cool. All right, last topic to wrap up on, and that is some previews of the Kiss Museum or Gene Simmons' Kiss World or whatever it is. Collection, his yeah. collection at the Rio in Las Vegas previews occurred uh, or started this past weekend. Um, Christine posted some video of a walkthrough of the displays. There have also been photos from people who attended. Anyone had a chance to check out the video or the videos? And, and what are your thoughts on that, Lonnie? I've looked at some pictures of it. It looks pretty cool. It looks, you know, like what... Um... Look, we had seen of Gene's house, like during Family Jewels type thing, um, is what it really looks like. It looks like Gene picked up his collection that was in that house on Family Jewels, and, and they they've unpacked it and, and put it in the Rio. Um, it looks cool, you know. It looks like it, it's probably, although you know, some people in FAQ might argue that theirs is is better, but it looks like one of the biggest biggest kiss collection. Looks like the biggest kiss collection in the world. I mean, there's 
anything and and everything literally there um i I think that's and i think that's a a good spot for it i think that's where it belongs is is right there next to the the mini golf i was i was able to uh, i actually did the mini golf back in march when i was in vegas and they had it kind of curtained off where they were where they were building that museum and it was kind of like try to peek over the curtain a little bit to see if i can see what was going on back there but um you know i i i think i think it's i think it's good that that it's a little niche that they can just add into the to the mini golf thing, you know, and when KISS fans are just the average fan or just the average person is in Vegas and they see that, they go, oh, that's interesting, you know, it, where, where else are you going to put it? Where else are you going to put that? So I think it, I think it's cool. Why not? It's a freaking shrine. Correct. It's good. It's perfect. Yeah. I wonder how video Bob's doing on Eric Carr's Porsche. Since he, he did a, a preview walkthrough of that as well. Come on, video, Bob. How about an update? Getting that freaking thing working or what? Um, Eric Carr's Porsche was covered with a tarp when I was there back in March. <laughs> well, at least it was still there. Cause it now, was. N- now it's gone. I've seen it there in the original location and then uh, at the Rio as well, which is very cool, along with the Beetle, which is neat. You know, it's a perfect location to have it. And as Lonnie says, it's basically Gene's office from Family Jewels transplanted into Vegas. What perfect place is that? No matter what anyone's got in their collection, theirs is never going to be Gene Simmons' Kiss collection. Um, you know, and I, I've been mm-hmm. freeze-framing some of the the videos, trying to spot stuff in, in, in the shelves. It's all mixed up. It's great. But the problem is, is you could actually spend a lot of time in there just kind mm-hmm. of fixating on item by item. And that doesn't seem to be a very good in terms of, you know, is there a cost of admission or is it just something that you go in or, or, or what's the deal? And even more annoying to me is I would have been there this weekend for Aerosmith. <laughs> uh, and yeah. that, fr- that was on, I booked extra day. Um, because they'd said that they ha- had hoped to have it open by this weekend um, in order to do mini golf and be at the Rio for that. Uh, it was on my schedule. Ain't going to get to do it now, clearly. Um, the real bummer. Ken? Yeah, it looks cool. I mean, I've only, I haven't seen the video. Uh, I'll have to check that out. But I saw you know, a number of pictures. Um, yeah, it looked like... Uh, Gene's, you know, office, and and hopefully there's a lot of extra stuff that wasn't in his office. Uh, maybe there's other, you know, stuff he had in storage that he was able to then put in this place um, uh, of other items um, that maybe weren't, you know, in his office. And maybe his office wasn't big enough uh, because I'm sure this stuff goes on and on and on, um, and he may have had some storage either locally or in the warehouse or whatever um a lot of it's just merchandise i I would like to also see you know costumes and and original stuff right uh from from their actual you know touring and and things like that I, i don't think there's any costumes or anything like that um as far as i know um but i haven't seen the whole thing uh, but I think this is this mostly revolves around the you know the merchandising uh, end of Kiss and the the figures the the lamps the every everything else that they put the Kiss logo on so it looks cool I I'll, I have to try to get to Vegas and and check it out yeah I'll probably go just for that um, 
you know, Mark was showing it right <coughs> at the tail end of that video, and, and one of those display cases is his original 45 um, acetate for Lita, the Sanders <coughs> one that you can see in the history book. He's still got. So that, unlike the one that I ended up with, the Richcraft, didn't make it into the auction. And I always wondered if that had accidentally slipped in. Like, uh, I'm sure the, the Richcraft one with Stanley the Parrot, I, I can't imagine why on earth that made it in there um but i'm glad to see that he still has that and it's on display that that, that made me actually made me very happy all the hello kitty shit and all the spencer's crap you know what i would go and walk through it just to see it because mm -hmm. i won't buy it but it doesn't mean i'm not interested in seeing yeah. what some of that merch is that i've not been interested in and whether i feel i've missed out on anything so why not mark your yeah. thoughts on it before we wrap um well, this right now, as I was showing it to you, was the first time I saw it. So uh, this is new to me as well. I, I didn't, I didn't even know that they were doing this. So uh, yeah, it sounds like something very, very interesting to check out. I, I'm, I like this kind of stuff where you can see, you know, archived history of, you know, a collection like that. It. It's a lot of stuff that I would never buy myself. Like I said, I'm more of an audio person. I'm more into like guitars and vinyl and stuff like that. But uh, the merch thing was never something that I got into too much because I I knew that there was so much of it for Kiss that if you were to go down that rabbit hole and you are one of these completist type people, man, you you need a lot of money and a lot of time and patience to get a lot of this stuff. But it looks interesting. Um, like you guys said, it's probably a, a, a good excuse to go to Las Vegas. And uh, yeah, I mean, I would be up for going to see it. So, you know, would be cool to go check it out. I wonder who will be the first of us to go and see it. Hey, for a weekend in Vegas and you go uh, see the Gene Simmons, you know, Kiss World thing and get, grab mm. around a mini golf. Like Lonnie said, he grabbed around while he was there. You know, yeah. it's something fun to do. All right, that's this episode, which Ken has uh, Ken has christened the five D's: Donington, Disclosures, Des Moines, Dubai, and Dumbasses. <laughs> what are you alluding wow. to there, Ken? That's I'm it. Worried that I'm worried the dumbasses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right here. I'm Look here. Look in the mirror. All right, that's it for this week. So that's a whole bunch of topics from the board. Uh, you know, what's your thoughts on each one of these? What haven't we missed? Uh, which one of us do you think was uh, falling asleep on this episode? Should we take off the glasses? What are we doing wrong? Do we annoy you? Tired of watching us. Yeah, after all these years, you're tired hats. of us. Yeah, <laughs> hate, hate, hate my hat, hate Lonnie's T-shirt, and uh, no doubt someone's gonna say go Celtics. Well. Either they will or they won't. That's it for this week. So from Lonnie, Ken, Mark, and myself, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Thank you for spending time listening to the KISS FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.